Big updates today on the novel coronavirus and why the White House says it may not be as dangerous as we once thought. Hear why the CDC is now reclassifying most COVID-19 deaths as a direct result of being personally murdered by Barack Obama. From The Onion and Onion Public Radio, I'm Leslie Price, and this is The Topical. The news ain't here for a long time, it's here for a bad time. So stay with us. America's COVID death toll has long surpassed 200,000 and could continue to grow throughout the fall and winter. But according to the White House, outside medical complications like the flu and pneumonia could be contributing to the high number of deaths. In fact, just today, the Center for Disease Control released a new directive to reclassify most coronavirus fatalities as being personally murdered by our nation's 44th president, Barack Obama. For more, we're joined by OPR's Hacking Cough correspondent, Rebecca Neal. And I think we're close enough now that it's okay if I call her Bex. So welcome, Bex. Rebecca is fine, Leslie. Fair enough. So over 200,000 dead, it sounds like the former president went on quite the killing spree. That's true, Leslie. According to the White House and the CDC, complications from COVID-19 aren't necessarily fatal unless they're working in consort with our nation's first black president. For instance, a patient suffering respiratory failure will no longer be considered coronavirus casualty, but rather a strangulation by Obama. Here's White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator Deborah Burks with more on this reclassification. While the Trump administration has managed to get the coronavirus under control, the growing death toll shows that Americans now face a new and even deadlier pandemic, Barack Hussein Obama. Interesting. And exactly how many of these cases can be attributed to Obama? Is he behind the outbreaks we've seen at schools and nursing homes? That's right. Authorities have asked nursing homes to call these outbreaks what they are, mass murder at the hands of Barack Obama. Fortunately, though, it does look like Obama is taking mercy on children, with only a few reported killings per day and mostly in blue states. President Trump has tried to rid this great nation of Barack Obama for years. And we have every reason to believe that the number of coronavirus deaths would drop to zero if we were able to apprehend and prosecute Obama to the fullest extent of the law. And what about those who were able to survive and didn't succumb to Obama's vindictive rage? Well, deaths are only one side of this story, the CDC is also reclassifying complications for survivors. Shortness of breath is now attributed to Obama covering your nose with a pillow, while hair loss is from Obama breaking in and pulling the hair out with his bare hands. Hmm. President Trump himself says his own case was likely brought on by Barack Obama wrapping his hands around the president's throat and squeezing until the life left his eyes. President Trump claims he was only able to survive the clutches of Obama's death grip thanks to his own superior strength. Mm, a close call for the president. And for other survivors, is there any threat of reinfection? The White House says the science points to a very real threat of just that. Just because Obama is gone does not mean he won't come back. He may not always be successful in killing a patient, but rest assured, it is very possible to have your kneecaps shattered by Obama more than once. Just terrible. Now, I think the question on everyone's mind is, just when can we expect life to return to normal? Well, until Obama is apprehended or the White House can distribute protections from Obama on a mass scale, this will not only continue, but stands to get even worse as Obama is reportedly getting even stronger as we go into the winter. Oh, no. The CDC is also monitoring a potential twindemic should Hillary Clinton start slaughtering people this fall. Wow. Well, rest assured, I'll be continuing to wear my mask of former Vice President Al Gore that I bought for Halloween in 2000 whenever I leave the house. You can just never be too careful. We appreciate the reporting as always, Bex. Thank you, Lily. All right, touche. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, 
Don't ever call me that again. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I, I was just thinking about... <laughs> I'm sorry. Have you guys ever thought... <laughs> have you ever Have you ever been sitting there and realized just how pointless and bleak all this is? <laughs> like, just existence in general. Like, I'm here recording a podcast, but one day I'll be feeding worms! <laughs> oh, that just gets me. <laughs> Anyway, here's what else you need to know today. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh. Judge Amy Coney Barrett's appointment to the United States Supreme Court still lies in the hands of the Senate, but that isn't stopping the White House from celebrating. Members of the Trump administration announced today that they plan to hold a second, even larger Supreme Court nomination ceremony later this week to make up for getting everyone sick at the last one. The ceremony will be moving from the Rose Garden to an undecided indoor location so guests don't get too chilly. The White House is also reminding everyone who's been invited to please RSVP with your plus one as soon as possible. And as always, masks are optional. And after the FBI was able to foil a plot earlier this month by violent white extremists to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, members of one right-wing militia have become increasingly curious when anyone is going to notice that they've been holding J.B. Pritzker hostage. Members of the Constitutional Defenders Militia Group have reportedly been holding the Illinois governor captive for several months, but have yet to have even a single ransom note answered. The extremists now fear they may have to cut their losses and just dump Pritzker's somewhere out in Lake Michigan, as keeping the governor constantly fed may be proving too expensive to keep up with for much longer. And finally, tonight may be a good night to get your telescopes out, because if you look up at the sky closely, you may just be able to see something pretty spectacular. The International Space Station has reportedly dumped an entire payload of urine-filled soda bottles that have accumulated in the spacecraft over the past year, and in certain parts of the country, you may just be able to see them floating through the night sky. And what's even more remarkable is that the piss you see tonight was actually pissed out many, many months ago. Just fascinating. Be sure to get the kids out tonight so everyone can have a look. And that's the topical for today. I'm Leslie Price. The news doesn't stop just because this podcast is over. No, if I had those kinds of powers, I would certainly be using them for far more nefarious purposes. So be sure to visit theonion.com for more on all the day's top stories. And don't forget to tune in to tomorrow's episode, where we'll have the story of one long-distance couple kept apart by the coronavirus and how they're taking comfort in knowing that when they look up at the night sky, they're both looking at the exact same wildfire smoke. Mm, so romantic. You won't want to miss it. We'll see you next time. <laughs>